Yes, indeedy. Sunday girl from Blondie. Welcome one and all. This is episode 34 on Sunday, the 17th of May. Lockdown live and uncut with Danny and Larry. Although Larry at this moment is a bit indisposed through health reasons. So it'll be mainly me. Yes, your mate Danny, that's right. So it'd be Danny, Danny plus one at some time. So uh, Larry has said he'll come in as and when. And I know a lot of you will be concerned. What is his health issue? Um, it's interesting. We were talking about when um, you Google certain health conditions um, online is that uh, everything is, is shouting from his uh, from uh, another room, Shane, it, it always tends to end up with the C word. Whatever you've got, whatever ailments you key in, it comes back with the C word. Don't worry, um, the diagnosis for Larry isn't cancer. He's injured his back in some way. You may have heard on some of the previous day's uh, podcasts where he's had some niggles with the back. We had the gluteus maximus injury. And as those of you who know your physiotherapy and uh, Muscles, you know, the knee bones connected to the leg bone, the leg bone connected to the, and all those bones connected here, there, everywhere, is the gluteus maximus has a particular nerve going through it called the sciatic nerve. And it would appear that it's uh, the sciatic nerve that's given him some uh, jip. But I'm here. Yes, me, Sunday, episode 34. I hope you all enjoyed yesterday's um, Eurovision classic. I'm here sitting with my little bit of uh, whiskey. Yes, um, I'm just going to have a little sip now because mm, I think I need some. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, oh, it does taste so good. It's, it's interesting that uh, having done this show now, it was 33 consecutive days of me and Larry. And uh, it does feel a bit bizarre not having someone opposite me to uh, banter with. The microphone's there ready for him as and when he, he can uh, get get out of his bed <laughs> and come to here. But um, even talking, he's, he's in quite a lot of pain. But um, we've got lots of topics to go through. Well, I say lots of topics. Um, trying to avoid all this COVID-19 and stories because there is really nothing of nothing going on. As we've said many a times and we scroll through various websites and it would appear that the whole world has come to a grinding halt and <coughs> excuse me and there is nothing at all going on in the world apart from this covid-19 well we know for a fact there's so many things going on around the world and um, yes this covid-19 does have a major impact on things but life still goes on um yeah there's viruses going around there's been viruses for decades and decades if not centuries and so on and uh, where we are based here in east london not too far. I think we. I think we have to go south of the river, um, to an area called Blackheath. And the reason why I mentioned Blackheath is uh, that's where the start of London Marathon is, where uh, I would have been running that in April. Today would have been the Hackney Half Marathon today, but that didn't happen. Um, like all events have been uh, cancelled, postponed, and uh, Blackheath is the start of where um, London Marathon is now. But the reason why it's called Black. Heath is uh, when the plague was here in London that area is where they put all the dead bodies now they have all been buried and 
they put whatever materials on top or whatever, but that was just a mass grave for people. So whatever we're going through, we, we get through this. It's it's awful, yes, when a, a loved one uh, passes away for for whatever reason. And I think this one is, uh, is no different. And there's all sorts of circumstances which are beyond our control and how we can uh, continue. Um, but what I'm going to try and do in some way is to go through some things which I believe have have changed in the past sort of six to eight weeks. And uh, I hope that this will continue on over the next weeks, months, whatever happens, with a, whether we have another serious lockdown. Uh, for those of you who know whether you're based in the UK or not, um, the UK here on Wednesday, they started to relax the lockdown. So since the 23rd of March, the advice was to stay indoors and work from home or stay at home, you know, not to go into offices. So basically, we stay at home and protect the NHS, save lives. That was the uh, strapline from the government. And Bor- when Boris spoke on that fateful day, 23rd of March, and it was only until... So going back to what he'd said there is basically people stay at home. We were allowed out once a day for uh, exercise. And also we were allowed out to do shopping for essential um, things yeah not clothes shopping or shopping for uh, you know Costa or McDonald's or anything like that although those are all closed closed I nearly said closed down but uh, although some businesses have closed down and um, those were closed so essential shopping and also going out for medical supplies so apart from that you shouldn't have really been going out but since Wednesday um, the things that have been introduced is that uh, people can now go to public spaces and meet people who are not in their household as long as they abide the social distancing of two metres. And people have been very good. I was out today on my uh, run. It's been quite a day today, really. It's been lovely and warm back in the 20 degrees again Celsius. I don't know what is for my American friends in Fahrenheit. 451, remember that book? Fahrenheit 451, wow, that's where the firemen burnt books. Yeah, yeah, that's one to read. That sort of just came into my head. I read that at uh, school many moons ago. Um, so they brought in where we could go out um, as often as we want. You can meet people, abide the uh, social distancing. You can have unlimited exercise. Although, as we said when they did announce this, I don't know of anyone, not even professional athletes, who exercise unlimitedly outdoors or indoors. So um, that was an, an interesting one. But basically, you could go out and about and people could go back to work if they couldn't work from home. Um, but the advice is, if you can work from home, to still work from home. And uh, also with public transport, there's various routines and systems that are being brought in so people can continue with the social distancing and so on and so on. So it's beginning to relax and people are getting out and about. I did see a lot of people out in the parks and it's good to see people being active, which is one of the topics I'm going to uh, talk about, about people being active and exercise and so on. But I did uh, flick through. I mean, I do know... um, Things have been happening outside of this COVID. So I often do have a, a, a dig at uh, journalists, and quite rightly so, because some of them, are, I really don't know how they get their w- jobs um, because it, they're just awful. Awful would be a compliment. 
There are some very good journalists out there, but they're far and few between. And uh, one of the things where somehow for six whole weeks of no sport or eight weeks of zero sport, nothing going on, um, the BBC and other channels continue to do news of no news. Continue. I, I really don't get it at all. And the same with weather forecasts. What's the point of a weather forecast when you're told to stay indoors? Um, but there's some things we can never really um, understand when it comes to the press and the media. I think they're in a world of their own, their own bubble. And, uh, and they seem to just be carrying on as if nothing's going on, really. But anyway, the good news is there was some sports news yesterday. Yes, that's right. Some sport has restarted. Oh, and by the way, the other thing that restarted, which I saw today quite a lot of, is on the Wednesday, is that um, golf courses were allowed to reopen, which is, again, part of exercise, and you could meet up with your golf buddies, yeah? But only two maximum at a time playing around. So you could go and play on your own, do a golf round on your own, or you could meet up with your friend, keep your social distance, you know, which is easily done on a golf course. I mean, really, it's only when you're teeing off or at the on the green, you know, when you're putting, you know, you can you can the social distancing, no issue. It was great to see so many people out on the golf courses here in uh, East London where I was running by. And uh, it helps with not just physical, but also mental. And, and, and that was great. But so that sort of sport is back up. And I know that there's some professionals looking to do some events, which, again, I think golf is one of those sports where we can easily social distance to play the sport. Um, but football restarted. One of the major leagues in the world, the Bundesliga in Germany, restarted yesterday and they played a full set of fixtures. Now, again, the press seemed to be focusing on, uh, we, we, we called it from the get-go on this podcast, remember where you heard it first, long, long, long before any media or journalist decided to uh, talk about how things could be resumed because they were always harking back to how it was and they wanted to go back to the way it was, which is basically full stadiums, 50,000, 60,000 people all crammed into a stadium uh, watching a football game. Now, I can understand being a football fan that we want to uh, get out there and support our teams and it's, it's a great atmosphere and it's a great thing, but we live in different times now. And with this virus going around and social distancing, that's not possible. And so the media here have continually, continually been focusing on the uh, negatives. How can you do this? How can you do that? And not looking at options. But we call this from the get go that you can have football games, professional football games, where people abide by the social distancing rules and you have no spectators because unless you bring in spectators and they all social distance um, and they have to stay at the two metres. So it'd be a bit odd, but that's one way of doing it. But what the Bundesliga have done is no spectators. I think um, the, the report I read was at, uh, a game where you added up all the staff, the players, the press. Yeah, the press had to be there, didn't they? Um, but they were all social distancing. So instead of 50 people, there was only 10 um, at the most. So that was good to see. And um, when you added all those up, I think there was 200 people in the whole stadium. That's staff, backroom staff and everybody who was working there. So 200 people at that football match. And uh, I think the uh, 
team that uh, one had scored four goals. And as we know in football, when people score a goal, they all want to embrace each other and they all jump on top of each other and they kiss each other and hug each other. Well, that didn't happen yesterday. No, no, that didn't happen because of social distancing. And I, I was chuckling to myself when I saw the picture of how they were doing the, f- the celebrations of scoring a goal. And basically they were all doing like a dance, but all keeping their distance. It was hilarious. Um, you know, maybe a new form of football goal celebration. Hold on one moment while I have another little sip of my uh, whiskey. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. So, yeah, the uh, football game went ahead, full league. And what's really interesting, I mean, this is in Germany and um, the Germans are, are very precise and they get things done properly they're very organized and it was great seeing the substitutes bench um you know normally you get a whole cluster of people all sitting together all next to each other none of that is there was seats for all the substitutes positioned you know the minimum two meters it looked like more than two meters <laughs> they all look like billy no mates on their own um but there's a, a line of substitutes all sitting on the uh, seats allocated with their face masks the ball boys and ball girls or people, you know, who have the uh, footballs, when the ball goes out, they go and get it, get it. Before the game started, there was footballs placed all the way around the field outside on these uh, special devices. So they were just placed on there. So when a ball went out and they couldn't get it from the uh, grandstand, uh, the player would pick up one of the balls near the uh, sideline, which had been cleaned and disinfected. So, you know, they were proper cleaned up balls so to speak who were fanar fanar and uh, so when the ball went out that they couldn't collect the ball boy would go and get it then clean it and then put it back on the place where the uh, player had taken one off previously sounds pretty simple really and i believe that's how and larry as well because this is how we called it is this this is in the current situation this is how the games can go ahead and if the leagues want to continue playing and finish the leagues that's what they need to do really that that that's it um you know as as sad it would be for the uh, fans not not seeing the games live in the stadium i'm sure the televisions will still continue sky tv and bbc and bt sport and there are other channels as well will continue and it'll be interesting to see how that progresses but it's great seeing them so professional but my point what I was trying to say about the the Germans is already before those matches even started, some of the managers and coaches already came out and went public to the press saying it's not a disaster if any player tests positive for COVID-19. So they're already preempting the press, um, maybe not the German press, I don't know, but other press, certainly the British press would jump on it like a rash or, or whatever, is if any player... Um, tests positive because they're all being in quarantine so they're all staying together and all being very professional but if any player tests positive then it'd be quite likely that uh, it may spread to uh, other players as well however it's not the end of the world there are they have a squad of players and i'm sure they'll work a way around it as they always do so it's great to see that up and running and some real sport and something to talk about. So, yeah, the press and media say, oh, it'd be very weird seeing the game with no fans. Well, it's not new. 
it's not new because there's been many, many, many games played behind closed doors with no fans. Yes, so it's nothing new. Yeah, right. This, those were the first set of games that are played with the new rules of no fans behind closed doors because of COVID-19. There have been many other games played behind closed doors for all sorts of reasons where teams have been fined or banned or whatever, or fans banned for particular games because of unruly behaviour. And there's a whole host of other reasons why uh, games have been played behind closed doors. But it's not new. Yes, it's strange. It's different. But I think we're going to have to get used to a lot of different things, don't we? And this is where I normally say to Larry, isn't that right? I need to help me. And then I'd have another uh, drink of the whiskey. So you'll have to make do with the pauses, hey? What's amazing, though, is that I, as I look at my uh, time, I've been talking here nonstop for over 17 minutes. How about that? Hey? I think I deserve an award for that. Yay! Give me an award. No, so um, the thing that uh, I wanted to uh, talk about amongst other topics I, I could talk about eurovision again couldn't i yeah i mean did you enjoy uh, uh, yesterday's podcast i certainly did and uh, larry very sportingly went uh, through his uh, favorite five with me but um, we could talk eurovision for every day and guess who may may have won if there was the uh, competition last night but the thing there's there's a lot of standout things that for me and i think i can speak for larry as well that uh, have been coming out from the uh, lockdown thing not just the memes and the jokes and other things now thankfully as i've detached from social media um larry doesn't really use social media at all in the first place but for me i was quite an avid user i'd at least go in and check on me twitter um once a day um sometimes i'd maybe not go on there for three or four days at a time but i would check you know at least uh, x number of days sometimes more than once in a day but completely detached from it so but there seems to be the usual nonsense going on there because for a lot of people who have nothing to do they just use social media as a form of entertaining themselves but there are other people who don't depend on that in that way and have done other things to uh, try their creativity whether it be writing painting learning a new musical instrument cooking all sorts of things but one thing that seems to stand out for me that i've seen a lot of as i'm out and about quite a lot is exercise exercise is fantastic in all forms whether it be walking running cycling i was going to say swimming but we can't go at swimming pools because of <laughs> this virus um but there's many other sports that we can do um, the ones I've talked about there are more aerobic type uh, sports, um, but we can do indoor type things or gym work or yoga, um, tai chi, pilates, indoor cycling. There's there's so many things we can do and gym work, but it's great seeing people being out and about and being active, and um, because for me, it's it's almost part of uh, part of life, part of a daily routine. I get up in the morning, whatever time I get up. For me, as I mentioned, it's six Saturdays and a Sunday. <laughs> Today's a Sunday. Yeah. Um, so not having to get up for a job or anything like that. I just wake up organically. I go to bed when I feel tired and I get up when I wake up. 
sounds really ideal, doesn't it, really? Um, so I'm pretty chilled and relaxed about it all. But I've been trying other things as well, uh, learning new skills with uh, the triathlon and getting more out on the bike. Also, I've been writing as well as uh, other things. But, but the exercise, the, the running for me, I've been running now, what's it, four years and I really enjoy it. It's great fun. And yeah, I picked it up later in life. It's never too late to uh, start running, whatever your age, whether you be six or 60. I could use some other words, other numbers, five or 50, seven or 70, eight or 80. There you go. Keeping the uh, digits similar. You can start at any age. And I would thoroughly recommend just getting out and about but if you're thinking of starting to run or cycle or do some other forms of exercise, I would just start easy. I mean, the first thing, if you have got any health issues or ailments, um, it's worth checking with your uh, GP or your medical practitioner, your doctor, whoever it is, and check that uh, you can take up some form of exercises because some people may have certain conditions and just need to check. But for a lot of people, we're all able-bodied, healthy, and we can get out and about. But for a lot of people that get put off, it's a bit like the January, join the gym, join the gym. Everybody's going to join the gym, as in gymnasium. And uh, with all best intentions, but by the end of January or mid-February, they don't go again. So it's great enthusiasm, it starts. And the biggest reason, I believe, why uh, this happens is people go gung-ho when they start. And it's the same with running, and I've seen it with cycling, is people go all out. When they're in, they think, if they're not breaking a sweat, it's not any benefit. Well, that's totally wrong. Totally wrong. Um, and uh, you can do exercise, and I'm currently reading a book which is absolutely brilliant, which confirms, so I'm not just coming up because it's my theory, um, I've always found, you know, in the four years I've picked up various injuries and got over them. Um, but whenever I've been picking up these injuries, I'm either running too fast for my current fitness or I'm running too far for my current fitness. It's not rocket science. So for a lot of people who take up the uh, gym membership or take up running or whatever sport when they start, they go all out, burn themselves out or hurt themselves or injure themselves and then don't continue. But the book I'm reading here is called 80-20 Triathlon, which talks about the percentage of exercise in a particular um, heart rate zone. And with that overcomplicating it, I'd like to keep it simple. Basically, 80% of the training that we do is easy. In other words, we don't break into a sweat. We're not gasping for breath. Not anything, we're just doing it nice and easy, which is very difficult for the majority of people and um, because the majority of people think they're not getting any health benefits because they're not breaking into a sweat. You wouldn't believe how much benefit you get by just going for a gentle walk. It's incredible. It helps the cardiovascular system, mitochondria and all sorts of, I might mispronounce that word, but it helps all sorts there and makes you feel really good. And the 20%, it talks about 20% is hard effort, but that is proper, full out, sprinting, hard work, bang, bang. Yeah, but it's short, short bursts. None of this, you know, on something for half an hour, an hour, 
all out, you know, or in the middle, what they call the grey zone, which is neither easy or hard, but it's right in the middle. That's where most people tend to do their training, in the middle, which has zero benefits. It has a little bit of benefit, but as you may see, and you can read the facts and figures, is that um, there are certain levels of exertion and exercise where it is actually doing you no good and could be doing you harm. And that's why it's always worth checking with professionals who actually know what they're doing and not just got stuff to sell. In fact, I did come across something where I won't mention the brand um, because I don't want to be sued. Uh, is that they have a claim, uh, some professor or whatever said, if you drink this particular juice, yeah, that's right, it'll make you run faster by 13%. Now, I was tempted to have, have a go at this juice Um but unfortunately, <laughs> um, having had kidney stones at the uh, beginning of the year, I had them removed in February. I was sent by the uh, NHS a list of foods. There's red, amber and green. So red, you definitely shouldn't be having uh, amber, um, not so much, and green. You're okay, but again, not av avoid excess stuff. The juice that this um thing is made from whilst it says it's wholesome and organic and all this la 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 it's on the red list yeah so if you form calcium stones or whatever you, you shouldn't be touching it anyway and um, but that aside what nonsense seriously what nonsense and what professor was bought out to come out with that outlandish statement because if i improved my running by 13 percent without doing any other training or anything like that but just drunk the juice I'm sure there's probably a clause in there where what it would say is you've got to do a certain amount of exertion and training and then you take the juice after as part of the recovery. Um, so let's think what's given us the benefits of getting you fitter. Oh, yeah, it was the exercise, not drinking that juice. Jeez, I mean, what people fall for. But anyway, back to back to the uh, exercise because it's all about just getting started and keeping it going. Do you think this can keep going beyond lockdown, beyond COVID-19? I don't know. It, we, we, can, can anyone predict this? I think maybe we can form a habit. I mean, here we are with myself and Larry had formed a habit. This is episode 34. So every day we've got the microphones out and recorded a podcast. Uh, whilst I appreciate right now, Larry is uh, unable to come to the uh, desk or and, and is in quite a lot of pain um, with with his back, is that uh, we still continue, we still press on. And we, we have we formed a habit now? People talk about 20 days or is it 28 days, 30 days? Whatever it is, is if you consistently do something every day after a certain period of time, it then becomes a habit and for some people they can form a good habit by doing it every day and some people form a bad habit by doing it every day yeah so either way we can form habits and um, this would be something that would be i i believe would be uh, really good and really beneficial because not only does the um, exercise help boost our immune system and i say it doesn't have to be anything over exertion or anything and and i have to stress often the less exertion, the better. Um, sometimes things like uh, yoga, <coughs> excuse me, yoga, Pilates, Qigong, all that type of stuff is is zero impact, but can be quite um, challenging to do in terms of exercise 
and uh, getting the heart uh, rate going. It's great for core strength as well, all sorts of stuff. But I, I look along the... Uh, I'm just looking at um, BBC website here and looking at some of the news, but it's just one thing after another and you can get really stuck in a rabbit hole with that stuff and you sort of wonder, hmm, can we... Uh, can we keep that going or not? I don't know. Um, but all it seems to be, I mean, this is a classic one, is Brazil overtakes Spain and Italy as virus cases grow. It seems like they're, they're obsessed with some kind of league of death, yeah, or league of those who've tested positive. What What is the fixation of these people of just constant, constant negativity, and uh, and here there's a headline, dozens flout lockdown rules for park rave. Well, I don't know about you, but a dozen people doesn't make a rave. Thank you. No. Um, and, <laughs> and it talks about Bayern Munich returning to league action with the win. Yes. Uh, oh, it's just kiss on the cheek, assault appeal mocked. Uh, it just goes on and on. It's like clickbait us. And oh, I, I do despair, but maybe there is hope. Who knows? Is there hope after all this? I know there's hope right now for me to have a little swig of me whiskey again. Hold on one moment. Mm. <sighs> oh, that's nice. Oh, just for, for your information, tonight um, I cooked the uh, dinner for tonight and it was a a proper food fest of I basically took all the vegetables that we had and some of them had unfortunately rotted but I threw that away so I've picked out the ones that weren't rotted that's okay I am following some uh, <laughs> some health guidelines <laughs> so uh, what vegetables did I have oh I had a turnip I had a carrot unfortunately two of the carrots had rotted so I had one carrot that was okay I had some uh, what was it swedes and sweet potatoes, tomatoes, onion, threw it all in, cooked all that up, and that was like a bit of a, a vegetable stew broth. And along with that, it had some special sausages. That's right. Oh, yes. Not just ordinary sausages, but these were Tesco's finest sausages. That's right. Yeah, Tesco's finest sausages. And it was um, pancetta was the flavour, which for those of you who aren't familiar, pancetta is part of, it's basically a spiced piece of pork from the pig. And uh, it was pretty delish. So instead of a meat and two veg, it was veg and two sausages. Um, so that was quite delicious. Ate that and felt really good. And so this uh, whiskey is sort of a post-dinner post type thing so yes healthy eating probably um it's all home cooked but i had what six seven weeks i think that's why i don't want to bore you with my level of fitness but it's gone it's increased dramatically over the past um six weeks which is clearly showing that uh, i'm getting fitter and right now larry is coming to the table Hello. Hello. larry come close to the microphone welcome Thank you. Good evening, everybody. I just hey. discovered that I if I lie on my side for a little while, 
the pain subsides a bit. Ah, so I'm actually able to speak. Oh, well done, well done. It's good to have you on, Larry. We couldn't have an episode as it's episode thirty-four. Would you believe I've spoken non-stop for 32 minutes? Very Incredible, good. eh? I Very think good. I deserve an award for that. I don't even think, I think a <laughs> DJ would talk that long. No. As we are here, lockdown live and uncut, for those who listen regularly will know that this is just when I switched the go button from when I recorded the uh, Blondie song. That was from my mobile phone from right now is complete straight there's no edits at all it's just it was just me wittering on so whilst i can appreciate there are podcasts out there where someone will be one solo talker for an hour or two hours guarantee your bottom dollar it'll be edited oh that's right yeah the uh wittercast the uh komodo mayo podcast yeah the most successful podcast and i think in the uk Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically it's the core of it is two hours uh, of um, stream of consciousness, like we do. Um, but it's top and tailed, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the uh, any sort of um, sort of bloopers are edited out. Yeah, so it is edited, but they do a super quick edit. Yeah. So yeah. that that's uh, yeah. Even but again, it's two of them, isn't it? It is two of them. Yeah. 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 So it's pretty unusual to have a uh, a podcast that goes as is. Yeah, but also unusual just for one person. To be talking. Oh yeah, constantly. Yeah. Even more unusual, yeah. Yes, it's yeah, not it takes unusual. Some practice. It takes oh, some practice to be able maybe, to do that. Maybe I should be a professional. Uh, what, what do you think? What do you think, Larry? <laughs> a witter pro. <laughs> I'm just looking at uh, uh, what is it? Oh, uh, t- talk about something, Larry. Uh, you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> well, it was. Tell us about the the issue that you have. Oh yeah, okay. Well, because it's not um, cancer, we worked out it's not cancer. No, I think the the, the uh, yeah. If I want to put a message out there, is uh, be careful, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If you um, if you run or exercise, uh, you may coincidentally get sci- sciatica, which seems to be what's happened to me. Uh, it's nothing to do with the exercise, but it has all the hallmarks of a pulled muscle. Mm. Certainly in the early the early days. Because it's been very confusing to me because it's just got worse and worse and worse. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had little muscle pulls before, but I usually I've been quite lucky, you know, yeah. 20, 40 hours and I'm back mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of realised today so this was, <laughs> yeah, because this you, was you something glu- else entirely. The, your gluteus maximus or yeah. Brian May it muscle. Exactly. Was, it had exactly hurting. the same feelings that I had before. But I the sciatic nerve runs all the way through it, doesn't it? So yeah. that's the misleading part. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, so be careful. Um don't don't uh don't go a running if you get a glute pain that just keeps building up day after day. Yeah. Don't think oh I haven't been on for a run for a few days. That's what I did. Mm. And uh I think it was a bad mistake. And I think it's 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 probably um you know aggravated it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but now I know what it is, and we're dealing with it. Exactly, exactly. That's the key thing. I mean, I have been um, sort of wittering on my main topic has been about uh, exercise. Will this continue beyond um, COVID nineteen, and uh, how good it was that the Bundesliga was Mm. back yesterday with exactly how we'd predicted, which was no crowd. I could hear what you're saying. And uh, yes, it was shades of what we said about tennis, wasn't it? Yeah. About a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I'd heard that um, there there was talk of 
socially distanced tennis yeah, and yeah. all of the additional things you could do. One thing that struck me when you were describing what the Bundesliga has done was that the absence of a, a, a crowd at all, that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because you'd think yeah. that if they say, say it's a 50,000-seater, yeah, you'd think they could allow in maybe 2,000 people and they could easily socially distance. They could, but um, they're just playing safe. They're yeah. being very, like the Swiss, who run like clockwork. Yeah. Um, the Germans have organised it impeccable. Well, I they mean, know, the, yes. They know they've they got know direct what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, they've got direct control over those that are partaking at yeah. in this yeah. format. Exactly, exactly. Maybe phase two will be to have some, I don't know, um, invited guests as yeah. audience, yeah. a very small yeah. audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, yeah, I think that, I, you know, I'm quite a cautious guy, and I, I can see how you could, you could safely have an audience, but a really small one compared to what you used to. Yeah, instead of um, instead of sixty thousand, you could maybe have five hundred easily. So oh, easily, thousand spread yes, out easily. Yes, yes. But um, but yeah, that that could be uh, one of the things. But what I was going through was um, obviously in terms of what I've done, where I just. Uh, talked for 32 minutes non-stop it's not an it's not unusual <laughs> of course as soon as i click on the song there's a uh, ad that's got to be played beforehand but here we go of course it's tom jones it's not unusual it's not unusual to be loved by anyone da 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 Oh, Tom Jones, he was a boy, wasn't he? Oh, lovely. Still is, I think. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's a grand man. I think he's Sir Tom Jones he's now, a, I think. Yeah. He's so. uh, doesn't he do... Is it, It's a voice uh, uh, judge, isn't he? Is it the voice? Yeah, the voice, yes. He yeah. is a judge on yeah. it. I don't know if he still is, but he yeah. was one of the original ones, yeah. So yeah. the voice is a uh, singing talent-type contest. Yeah, and I think that's all fine, Yeah, because he can sing. Yes, he's uh, a proper singer. Yeah, having these sort of uh, comedians and things judging things I mean, like that, I think is ridiculous. But he's been around since the 60s, yeah? He was around, he actually oh yes. met Elvis, and I think some of yeah. the songs back in his early days. There are a few singers, like yesterday you picked up on Engelbert Humperdinck from the Eurovision. Um, he was a famous singer long before Eurovision. I think the, the UK selected him as a proper singer to go and sing a song. They hoped that he yeah. would win, because if you put in a proper singer, maybe they got a chance. But Engelbert Humperdinck, Tom Jones, Elvis, and many others were all of that era, you know, the 60s, early 70s. And Tom, I remember as a kid asking my parents, because I was sitting there and he'd be on TV, and I said to my parents, and <laughs> you can see where we're going with this, I said, why are those people throwing things onto stage to him? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what they were throwing? Did do you know what they what the crowd were throwing onto the stage to him? Uh, I believe it was knickers. He used to take yeah, spare yeah. pair in the p- yeah, in handbag, yeah. didn't they? They would throw <laughs> knickers on. And Tom, now we, we lived in different times. Then Tom would pick them up, and uh, I can't remember whether he would kiss them or whatever but then throw them back and all these ladies at the front will be fighting over to get the panties that were touched by Tom um, yeah he was and I mean some of the songs he sung and I think Engelbert as well these these guys they would swing their hips and do the oh it was it was proper rock and roll you know I, yeah. I don't think 
any of the kids of these days. Although we did live in different times. I, I don't think, I think now they've gone the total, which we saw on some of the Eurovision entries, basically just soft porn. I mean, some of them don't even hold back. And but some I of think the it's, not, it's kind of ironic though, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's sort of not that sleazy because it's done in a kind of... It's it's <laughs> quite tasteful. <laughs> it's you know. done in a kind of silly way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's a revealing, bit of fun. A bit silly. of fun. A bit it's of fun, really. Yeah. I mean, a bit like when the Beatles arrived in uh, America, all these screaming uh, teenage girls were all fainting and passing out, you know, Wetting themselves. Yeah, and doing all sorts, yeah. But um, that was of that time, whereas now, as I say, the way they take it to another level and some of the rappers and songs, they're not just soft porn, it's hardcore stuff. Yeah. They they deliberately go to the extreme. Mm. And you think, really? Is your music that bad? Probably. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas when you got quality, like, uh, like this... Of course, it's obviously it's going to take a while to play now because it's thinking about it on the Wi-Fi. Anyway, I think that's a wrap, Larry. Yeah, okay, Thank you yeah. for coming on to the show oh, uh, towards okay. the end yeah. there and yeah. uh, saving a day. So you've been listening to... Lockdown Live and Uncut with Danny and Larry here in East London, United Kingdom. Episode 34 on Sunday, the 17th of May, 2020. Thank you all so much for listening and we look forward to speaking, listening, hearing, talking, chatting with you tomorrow on Monday. Goodbye. Goodbye.